you know. Hello, DFS Cash Team Nerds, and welcome back to our weekly Wednesday Cash Team edition of the Big E Podcast. Before I bring in Charles, uh, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page where we've got not just football DFS content, but a great interview of them all. So please check in the lab and uh, also check out the uh, Big D podcast on Spotify and Apple if you prefer audio podcasts. So after a wild and crazy week five in the DFS world, joining us for his weekly Wednesday cash game segment is Charles here. Charles, uh, <laughs> was that a crazy DFS slate or what? Yeah, it definitely was. I mean, it seems like every week we're getting higher and higher in the world of uh, average cash lines. And this one, even higher at 171 was the average cash line around the board. Um, yeah. And the funny thing was all the chalk, uh, last week and week five, what seemed to be good chalk. Uh, you got Derek Henry, um, Madison did well. I thought James Robinson was kind of chalky, but it is what it is. Uh, Devontae Adams got 40 points. Uh, CD lamb got a solid 18.8 points. Uh, even seals Jones, like being a mid price, uh, tight end got nine points and you know he didn't have a blow-up day but in cash games like you you just wanted three x or not more on the price tag and he almost four x'd it so you you could be happy with that performance for sure yeah i mean and how yeah to me the biggest story was the dalvin cook inactive news literally an hour and a half before lock because Every, because not everybody, but a lot of sharp DFS players probably went to their iPads, phones, or laptops, switched out somebody, and made sure Alexander Madison was in their lineup. No, for sure. Um, I wish I didn't get busy during that time because I completely did not hear about that until like an hour into uh, the one o'clock games. Um, and he went off too, like he got 30 points for uh, 5,500. I mean, you cannot be uh, going wrong with that. Um, even Tony was a uh, mildly chalky for his price. Uh, and he went off at 32 points. So um, this is definitely a, it was a very, the chalk hit week where, where you, the three to four options that you had, had to hit. Um, defense, Washington's defense, they, you know, they only got what nine points or something like that. Um, five points. It's almost a throwaway, but I mean, like this is the week where you need your defense to sort of like, maybe not hold up, but like if you plug and play like Adams, Henry, Madison, CD lamb seals Jones. And that's like majority of the lineups out there. Um, then you gotta, you know, you gotta hope that the four other players on your roster are hitting too. And it was, it was pretty hard to, I, I get not pretty hard, but it was kind of easy as long as you had those five players. Shoot, Henry Madison, between those two players, got you sixty-five points. Adams, that's a hundred points right there, just between those three players. So you had to make up seventy points amongst what? Uh six other slots on your roster. So um, the fact that surprisingly Madison wasn't as 
highly owned as he should have been in some of these tournaments. Um, and maybe Devontae Adams as well. Uh, that was pretty surprising that he seemed like he was like 62%. Some contests I saw him at 40%. Um, I don't know why, but I mean, Derrick Henry ended up being higher owned than both Madison and Adams in a lot of matchups or in a lot of contests, it seemed. Yeah, I can. Yeah, being a Jack fan, it seems like Derrick Henry always kicks all butts. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you have our uh, heads up uh, from last week? Uh, let me see. If, if, I... if not, I, I have it up real quick. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Share the screen. Uh, do this one. Please ignore my uh, embarrassing uh, balance because I forgot to reload last week because out coming back from Vegas. I had a hangover and I didn't really care about anything. Um, but we look at uh, our heads up lineup. Uh, we pretty much had four different players uh, that differ- that were different. Uh, Jamar Chase to Antonio Brown. They're both sort of evened out. Um, I had James Robinson because I missed the news on Madison. But luckily, James Robinson still sort of did his thing. Um, so... After the one o'clock games, I had Daniel Jones, CD Lamb, and Tony left. Uh, Tony did his thing too, but I wasn't liking Daniel Jones for whatever reason. Uh, <laughs> so in my regular cash game lineup right here, I pivoted to Herbert and Ingram. Um, and I kept CD Lamb in there because that I, I felt like CD Lamb was going to have a good game. Um, Herbert, obviously went off this is my cash game lineups and like all my like random double ups that i had um and ingram was probably the best option i saw at 3200 um like i i would rather spend like it's not ideal to play two tight ends especially in a cash game lineup but at 3200 and a late game pivot he was he seemed like the best option out of all the wide receiver tight ends in that spot Yeah. One thing, yeah, yeah, real real quick, though. One thing, um, the reason why my cash game lineup didn't change is when I changed this lineup, I clicked on the lineup, and I changed it, and I thought it changed it for all contests, and it changed it for every contest except for my heads-up contest. I don't know if that's a bug in DraftKings system or that's how it works, but that was kind of frustrating that, like, you know, in our heads-up match – you know, you're now up, what, three weeks in a row? Um, you know, this lineup would have been my comeback week. But now it's just like, you know, I don't know if that if that's a thing where you, the way DraftKings is formatted to where it won't mess with your heads-up lineups. When you change one lineup and you have that one lineup and everything included in heads-up matches, but – it's definitely something to keep an eye on uh, for future. Like you have to go into your heads up matches to actually change those lineups. It might have you might have accidentally not selected that lineup, but it may have been like with I, I, I don't think that's a possibility because I didn't really click that many buttons. Like I click change, and usually it auto generates all the contests that you're changing in. Because I didn't go to a certain contest and change it. I went to the lineup page, like I went to this lineup right here because I, I remember I was on my computer 
I did live and then I clicked it. So, and then it asked me like what events and it was my fault that I didn't see the event. Um, I didn't see the heads up on the list that it was changing, but it had the other two lineups because it had the other two contests that I was in uh, for that week and it changed those two, but it didn't change the heads up. So that's something to keep an eye out on a little tip for anyone out there that's new to DraftKings. Um, that's something I just learned. I don't know if that's, like I said, a bug or just that's how it is. Um, it, that could be a good thing or a bad thing. I, I imagine your heads up lineups are going to be more cashy than GPP anyways. So I don't know. That, that's my uh, food for thought. If you can change that, that'd be cool. But I mean, if that's just how it is, that's how they attended it, then it, it is what it is at the end of the day. And I'll just make sure to change that um, going forward. Like go out of my way to change my heads up matches. It might have just been an oddity with like lineups or whatever. Yeah, there's some theory where like you don't want to play your strictly cash game lineups in your heads up lineups or you. So in heads up, there's a little bit more of a, a better way to like change your lineups to where like you're targeting like, say, like, you know, like you and I, we had, what, uh, six players? Six, seven, eight, nine. We, yeah, we had six players that we both played the same. So, like, after the, during the 1 o'clock games, I saw that, and it was like, okay, I know CD Lamb's in your wide receiver spot, so I got to change my quarterback in my flex. And that's why I did, but do you want to do that in cash games? Probably not. But maybe you do as well. I don't know. It, it just seems like a weird thing where it's just when I click the one lineup because that one lineups in all my cash game and heads up contests that it didn't change that. It was kind of frustrating, but I mean, like if that's something that I would have to learn, then, you know, I would just have to learn it. Make sure to do my heads up stuff separately next time. Maybe create like maybe create like two different lineups. Maybe like create the same lineup, but but put them separately. Well, I, I think just next time I'm just going to – like, I don't play that many heads-up matches. Like, there's ours, and I might dabble, like, three other ones. So, I just make sure to, like, go in there and just look at each of them and just adjust because that that is something. Like, each heads-up match is different where, like, you know, if we're playing the same four players in the 1 o'clock games, I got to figure out, like, how can I – der- der- how to – I can't say that word. How to change my lineup to where I'm not playing the same people as he differentiate is. Differentiate so, your lineup? Yes, differentiate. I can't even say that word. Whatever. <laughs> we're, we're moving on. <laughs> but heads up is a different task where, or a different ball game where there is some like you, you are targeting certain players because you don't want to share the same players so much where it's like ends up being like a 1v1, one player difference, and then you just end up or a two player difference in. You end up having the wrong two or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now under this week's slate and uh, starting with the passers, unlike last week, what seemed like a lot of the top QBs were in primetime this week. Yeah. Josh Allen is playing on Monday night. But if you look at it, Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Matthew Stafford are back on the uh, main Sunday slate. So, uh, how will you start your catch game lines with QBs? Will you spend with Mahomes, Kyler, 
the mall potentially go low with uh, Matt Jones. So uh, even Taylor Heineke in a really good spot against a crappy cheap pass defense. No, for sure. Um, you definitely use Slam Mahomes. That's why he's $400 more than Murray this week. Uh, he's probably just going to put it on Washington. Um, Kyler Murray against the Browns. That's pretty interesting. But we did see the Browns uh, – pretty much go for a shootout game against uh uh the chargers last week so i mean like that could be interesting you got chargers in baltimore which is kind of interesting i think herbert's kind of priced up um this week because of last week's performance but i still sort of like i don't know like so looking at the top six quarterbacks i like the top three Probably the most Mahomes, Murray, and Jackson. Um, Stafford against Giants, like that could just be a run heavy game where he only gets you 20 points. I mean, maybe that's you know suitable for cash games. Dak Prescott against New England. Um, Bill Belichick doing his thing, being good, a defensive coach and defensive scheming. Um, could just make you know Elliott and Pollard beat them, keep it close, keep it tight. Um, I don't know. This is definitely an interesting one where, like, I do sort of want to pay up for Murray and Mahomes this week. Um, traveling down to the cheaper quarterbacks, I don't know. Like, I guess Heineke at fifty eight hundred might be the ideal punt play that I'm liking right now. What? How do you like Heineke right now? I think Heineke reminds me so much of Max Jones of Trey Lance last week. I mean, True Taylor's not going to offer much necessarily as a runner, but if you think about it, Washington could very well be throwing. And whether it be in a competitive game or as we'd like to say garbage time, Taylor Heineken could put up points. Yeah, against Buffalo, uh, he put up 23 points, but he did rush for a touchdown. But he had eight rush attempts that game. So, I mean, like, um, against KC – that, that could be a high-scoring game where maybe they're coming back from behind. And as we've seen, like, Casey's defense or their secondary is just not that great. So this could easily just be a, a slam-dunk, Heineke, uh, Scary Terry spot where, you know, those are going to be some of your higher-owned uh, players this week. Um, is there anyone else that you're liking at quarterback? Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Lamar because it seemed because I've been waiting to play Lamar in cash games and uh, by golly, after what he did on Monday night, I want to play more Lamar this weekend. Yeah, I mean, this is the lowest that he's going to be on a Sunday slate at 7,400. Um, he was 7,300 against Indianapolis, but I'm assuming that's either for um, the whole week slate or just the primetime slate or something like that. Um, so th this will be the cheapest that he will, will be on a Sunday slate. So th that's going to be very interesting. Um, I think he's only been on a Sunday slate, like what, twice now? So, uh, cause the, the Ravens game was uh prime time and, uh, uh, week three and week four, because week one yeah, was Monday night in Vegas. Week KC, KC was a prime time game. And then Indianapolis was a prime time game. Yeah. Detroit and then against your Broncos. Yep. Let's see. Is there anyone else down here that we're looking at? Uh, what about Wentz? Seems like he's in a decent matchup against Houston. 
I think I think, every, I think everybody's in a decent matchup against the uh, Texans. So you're saying like if if a quarterback's in play against uh uh is always in play in Houston or at least in the conversation. Yes. Okay. Uh oh man, scrolling down even further, like you got Mac Jones down here. Uh, yeah, especially against Dallas. Yeah, that, that could be a good slot. I don't think Mac's in a bad spot this weekend. Uh, Max and some idea. What about Mills? Mills down here. Has he done anything though? I guess against New England, he put up 27 points. Yeah, that's that's something. There are definitely some options here. You could definitely punt a quarterback. Uh, so I mean, who knows? I'm probably gonna be like out of all these cheap quarterbacks right now. Heineke sort of sticks out the most, but I like the price tag on Wentz and Mac Jones. Um, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe like the fact that the average uh, cash game lineup cashing has gone up like almost 10 points every week. Like it's sort of getting me scared to play these uh, cheaper quarterbacks where like I might be targeting closer to Heine key, maybe Sam Darnold against Minnesota. Doesn't seem like a bad matchup. No, man. How's he only scored nine points against Philly's team? That's crazy. Somebody, uh, if I could explain that team, I would. <laughs> like they like have one of the worst secondaries in the league, and there's like he's like the only quarterback that can't put up points. Like DJ Moore had a bad game. That that's just a crazy game. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to uh, running backs. Um, how are you liking the top like five six guys at running backs? All the seven K plus guys. I'm ignoring them. You just straight up ignoring them. Okay. Yes. Eckler being at 7,900. I is... would say Eckler would be the guy I'm most interested in because of his rushing and PPO upside. I don't think the Baltimore defense anything to feel right now. In fact, I think after what John and Taylor proved on Monday night, I want some of that Baltimore defense. Man, this game was a 48 and a half over. Uh, it's going to be in the fifties now. Well, yeah, it's up to 51 and a half and Baltimore's favored by three. So they're playing out Baltimore. So this is, if they're on a neutral field, I bet you Baltimore would be like, this would be almost a pick them game. Like charges can put it on someone real quick. And the fact that, um, they sort of did their thing like Eckler, I don't know, man, like 7,900, you get a lot of points with Eckler though, but. Like he could easily just have a a dud game like he did against Washington, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this is sort of a similar setup where like Washington was supposed to have a good run defense. Um, and Eckler didn't really do that well, even though he had zero targets that game, which is really re- weird. Um, but Baltimore sort of set up the same defensive uh scheme. So, you know, maybe this isn't a running back game, maybe this is like Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Jared Cook game. Um, so who are you liking at running back if you're not liking any, like any 7K running backs? Uh, I like two guys in the 6K range. One, uh, John and Taylor. Uh, if, everyone who faded John and Taylor on Monday night, and that includes me, should be ashamed of ourselves because he was a beast. He caught that 75-yard touchdown pass. 
and went off against Baltimore for 30 for almost 35 points. Now he gets a great matchup against the Texans, 6,600. Colts are back home. And nine really, and a half point favorite. Say it right again. Now. Nine and a half point favorite. Bingo. And it's more of a John and Taylor game. To, to be realistic, though, the line started at seven and a half. Did it get off the 10 at one point? Holy moly. Yeah, like our conversation before the podcast started, like if Texans were 10 and a half point favorites, I think I would be betting Texans minus 10 and a half or plus 10 and a half. The fact that it's at nine and a half, I still may take the Texans nine and a half because Brandon Cooks is pretty beast. And Indy's secondary just isn't really that impressive. Like they, they've given up some big plays um, to quite a few people out there. Um, okay, so enough about that. Uh, so who's the other running back that you're liking? Uh, Daryl Henderson, uh, the Rams are a 10 and 10, 10 and a half point favorite against the Giants. <laughs> What's left of the Giants? Um, goodness knows who be playing yeah. the Giants offense on Sunday because it seems like everybody is either hurt, <laughs> is hurt, or <laughs> feeling something. I mean, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley. Uh, the wide receivers, I think even Kadarius Tony might be iffy whether he plays or not. For once, Evan Ingram might be the healthiest giant. And he still only gets you 10 points. Yes. yes. Like the bum so, he is. No, so he's I mean, not a bum, but. So, I mean, with the uh, Rams 10 and a half point favorite, I think Henderson's the guy they use. Walked out on Thursday night. I think Henderson could be in for another decent amount of work. No, for sure. Um, they're the two running backs that are uh, favored by nine and a half or more points right now. Um, Rams aren't at home, but I mean, in home favorites and being 10 point road favorites, I, I think are two different things. Um, in the six gate range, I also like Swift and Mixon. Yes. Um, I'm not going to bring up Madison because Madison is, you know, if Cook is out, you play Madison type of play. Um, but Swift and Mixon definitely seem like a good game to, like maybe even to stack that game in like GPPs or even just play them as like your running backs because, you know, we've seen Daniel, like Swift, DeAndre Swift can like catch balls. He's getting six or more targets four out of five of the games. The only game that he didn't get six targets was uh, against Green Bay week two. Um, he's catching at a very high percentage, eight for 11, four for five, seven for seven, four for six, six for six. Like he, he's only dropped what, or missed two, three, six balls or six targets. Like, you know, that's pretty good uh, turnover rate. He's not getting great on yards, but I mean, or touchdowns with those catches. But I mean, like, you know, six catches, seven catches, you know, that's six or seven extra points that you're getting on your running back position. And it the bummer thing is looking at his yards as rushing is just like DeAndre Swift actually now seems like a super good GPP play. I don't know if I would play him in cash because he's not getting a lot of yardage. If that makes sense. 
I, it's interesting about Mixon because, yeah, Mixon was very quiet on Sunday, but it, but I think Piron's on the COVID list. So if it's Mixon's backfield, I mean, true, we'd love Mixon more if he caught the ball once in a while, but I think Mixon on volume as a runner could get there, especially Piron's out. Yeah, that could that could definitely be true. I mean, Mixon's issue is he doesn't catch balls. Like, he's not getting targeted a lot. He's got three very skillful wide receivers on his team. So, I don't know. I, I guess I sort of talked myself out of it now looking at their stats. Like, like I like – like, their matchups seem to be good playing against each other. But, like, Jonathan Taylor and Henderson seem like a better play right now when just looking at their raw stats and everything like that. Um, is there anyone else down here that you're liking? Like maybe Pollard or I don't know. I don't know. Uh, are you going down the Daryl Williams train? Nah, like I, I'm just looking down at the cheaper running backs. Like Melvin Gordon might be a thing. Super touchdown dependent, but I mean like. How about Josh Jacobs? Uh, I don't even see him on this list. 59. I mean, he would have to catch it, catch his targets or catch his points for the most part. He has been been getting some. He's getting targets. That's for sure. Five, seven. No, no, that's not his game long. That's just his over. So five, five, and two. So, I mean, if he's getting five targets, that's nice. Um, this doesn't seem like a great matchup for him. Playing against uh, Denver's front seven, like even with Chubbs out, like that defense is still really good at controlling the running backs and everything like that. What about uh, Latavius Murray? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I am not playing Latavius Murray. He burned everyone on Monday. I mean, all because he burns you doesn't mean he's at the play. Um, so what about McCaffrey? Are you going to even think about playing McCaffrey if he's if he's playing? I think McCaffrey's probably a better GPP play. I, I mean, if you got him in a season long league, you're playing him. Yeah, no. But I don't think I, – I want to see McCaffrey one week before playing him in catch. That's fair. Um, the only problem is, like, are you going to miss that boat? But I don't think you will because I think there's enough um, good value here. Aaron Jones, like, he's sort of peeking out, maybe because he doesn't have a letter <laughs> next to his name amongst these, like, Elliot Chubb, Dalvin Cook, McCaffrey. Like, Aaron Jones sort of peeks out as being healthy, but the matchup sort of depicts that you know, Chicago's defense, like, he would have to catch his balls and, you know, pay off his price, which, I mean, he's getting targeted. He's getting targets. Not a lot, but he gets targets, that's for sure. Oh, he fumbles, though. Look at that. Two fumbles, one lost fumble. Yeah, maybe Aaron Jones is probably not the play, then. Why is he priced so high, then? I, I guess everyone else beneath him is just not that Let's great. Down equity. Yeah, I mean, realistically, the targets – I mean, they, they're working uh, – who's their backup? Jamal Williams? 
now AJ um, Dillon. AJ Dillon, yes. They're working in AJ Dillon more. Um, and he rushed for like a touchdown last week. Um, he was someone I played in GPPs last week in my single entry because it's just like, you know what? He breaks off for a decent run. He more than pays off and he got 17.9 points. Um, I think the fact that AJ Dillon's there and they're using him is sort of a reason why you should probably fade Aaron Jones. Um, it's kind of kind of crazy that he's priced this high, though. Like, I would much rather play Nick Chubb over an Aaron Judd or uh, Aaron Jones. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I'm in the same boat as you, just talking it out loud. Um, I like Jonathan Taylor. I like Henderson. They're super favorites. They're the big two biggest favorites on the slate. Um, yeah, not everyone else sort of seems like, eh. Like you're you're hoping for like 18 points, their average. Um, so let's go ahead and move to wide receivers. Um, are you going to be targeting Tariq Hill over Adams because he's uh, five hundred dollars cheaper? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm the questionable attack. That's some with Cheetah. He'll be fine. I mean, Cheetah seems like I think Cheetah and Adams are both some great spots. I mean, we know what what Tyreek Kill is capable of doing on every single play. Devontae Adams just eats. I told you he he I think he ate the Bengal defense for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and maybe the uh, and maybe the alcoholic beverage on the plane ride home. Nah, for sure. Um, the big thing with Adams is he's getting most of the looks like he's getting um, a good chunk of the targets. Like he got 16 last week. Um, that's just crazy that he's getting that much looks. I'm trying to see if I can pull up the, uh, what do you call it? Cheetah got Cheetah's targets all 15, four, seven, 12 and 13. Yeah. Like he's getting a lot of targets too. Um, against Philly, that was a slam dunk. Because, you know, he's always, like, I don't know. It's just, man, he's got 50 points against Philly. Mm. That's insane. Um, I don't know. Like, what do you, what do you think about uh, Mike Williams or Justin Jefferson? Like, um, they're, they're sort of priced up there, too, this week. The fact that Mike Williams is more expensive then some of these wide receivers is absolutely befuddling. Befuddling or the fact that he's getting sixteen like he's targets. Yeah, he got sixteen targets last week after four in week four. Yeah, that that's definitely the most interesting thing. The fact that he's jumped up to eighty one hundred is wild. And the the problem is the Cleveland game sort of like helped project him because like he was trending up. Then he had his Las Vegas game, and he still went up four hundred dollars. But then now he's eighty one hundred. Um, he's he caught eight out of sixteen balls. I mean, like who knows? Like maybe some of those were throwaway passes, though. That you know, like Herbert was just getting out of bounds, something. But one hundred sixty five yards, two touchdowns. Like so far, this is the second two touchdown game. How many of the top receivers are getting two touchdown games? Well, he beat out one last week. Like, 
Tariq has he only scored a touchdown in two games, and what the Philly game was three. Um, uh, Terry McCollum got two against the uh, Falcons. Well, the thing is, like, so Cooper Cup was the first uh, wide receiver going down the list that has multiple uh, games with more than one touchdown. Hopkins, is he up there? No. Like, we're still going to go through it. DJ Moore, I don't even want to look at this stat line. He let me down so bad last week. Played him in the GPP. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, Mike Williams and Cooper Cup from Scary Terry up are the only two wide receivers with two touchdown with two games with at least two touchdowns. That's something to say about that. Like, super touchdown dependent. Like, is that like a correlation that we can go off of where, you know, we just start playing like either Cooper Cup or Mike Williams? Like, what, what about – how do you feel about Cooper Cup? I mean, he's right below Justin Jefferson. You think people are just scared of him? Absolutely. I, I think people are scared of Cooper Cup because of what Robert Woods did in that Thursday night game against Seattle. But Cooper Cup's been excellent this year. I mean, he's gotten double-digit targets in every single game. I mean, his worst game is five catches, 64 yards. So that's 11 points. Last week, he got seven for 92. I mean, on average this year, he's picked, he's racked, he's scored 25 DK points per day, per game. And and the Rams are 10 and a half points favorite, favorite. So, you know, Sean they will have one or two new plays up his sleeve. Could be a Cooper Cup day. We saw what CeeDee Lamb did in the slot against the Giant defense. I think Cooper Cup's a, an excellent play. So you bring up Robert Woods at um, going off last week. What, well, what about Robert Woods? Or do you think just the fact that Cup couldn't get going like the first I, three weeks like he did? Like, you know, Woods – I mean, he had 14 targets. That's crazy. I think that was the Robert Woods get out. That was making sure Robert Woods gets his targets game. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. Um, man, I think the only reason why I would maybe stay away from the Giants, especially if Daniel Jones is out, is he what, – what's his tagline? Uh, he's in concussion protocol. He's questionable, though. Won't practice Wednesday. Okay, so he's not practicing, but he's on track with everything to recover. He hasn't been ruled out yet for Sunday's game. But, I mean, like, if Robert, if Daniel Jones isn't playing, I think I would just fade uh, Cooper Cup this week because it just might be a Henderson show. Henderson and Sony Michelle, if Michelle's playing, or – um. Who's their third lineman or third running back? Um, I have no idea who the third stringer is. Someone, but like I, I think it's going to be that type of day where it's just like Jake Funk. Okay, never even heard of that guy. I'm playing something funky in here. God, they, they have Xavier Jones and Cam Akers. Man, the the Rams cannot keep a healthy running back. It like they got this all star stud rookie then it's just like injured injured it's just like man it's like what can you guys do um is there anyone else that you're liking what about these mid-tier uh wide receivers like around 
6K. Like Keenan Allen at 6,400, that looks somewhat appealing, but bad Somebody matchup. Somebody explain to me Keenan Allen's price tag. Like, it's, like it ch- never changes more than $1 or $200. It's like 69, 7, 66, 63, 65. He got nine targets last week. He got nine targets. Yeah, but the big thing is, like, he's on the team with Mike Williams, and Mike Williams is eating this week. So, I mean, maybe just Mike Williams is the 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 better wide receiver. Like, I, I don't know if better, but maybe the way the offense is schemed up. He's just working out better for Herbert to, you know, throw the ball and get the ball to. Because, like, maybe he's just that much faster than every other. Because, like, if you think about it, last year, even beginning of this year, who do you think was a better wide receiver, Allen or Williams? Allen. So the better defensive back, if you have a defensive back that follows a good wide receiver, they're going to put their double coverage and their better backs on Keenan Allen over Williams. So maybe Williams is just benefiting from the fact that they have a quarterback that can throw either person the ball, even Jared Cook. But Mike Williams just has a much better matchup against the worst defensive back on the opposing team that he's just able to eat all over them and just call the defensive back covering him trash. But does it matter if Keenan Allen's in the slot? Because Mike Williams is in the slot. He's more outside when Allen's in the slot. I, I don't think that matters because I still think you're double cover. Like, even, like, you, you're you putting – if you're double cover anyone at the beginning of the season, you would have said Keenan Allen on that team. There's no one else. Like, Mike Williams sort of didn't prove himself last year. Or the year before, like he he had his games, but it's just like you know, Keenan Allen's the star wide receiver before this season started. So people were probably game planning for him, and now it's just like, oh, Mike Williams actually dusting whoever we put on him. So maybe in the more zone type of defenses, um, they can game plan for Mike Williams a little bit better because you're playing zone and maybe Allen eats a little bit more. But the problem is you have Jared Cook also getting his targets and eating too. So I don't know, like, I don't know what's going on with Keenan Allen. Maybe he's injured. Maybe he's slowly taking that role as like, um, what do you call it? Uh, maybe not as old as Larry Fitzgerald, but just the the veteran that can, you know, if you need him to make a play, he will make a play. But he's just not the workhorse wide receiver anymore. Like he was two, three years ago. That, that could be it. Like, he, like. Yeah, but Keenan Allen's not that old. Keenan Allen's not that old. No, but I mean, like, he hasn't had injury problems here and there. Like, maybe he's just like, hey, let's just not run you down to the ground and just make sure you're healthy. So, I mean, maybe that's the maybe that's like the game plan behind the Chargers right now. I mean, whatever's it, it, it seems to be working. Like Chargers, I mean, even though the Chargers are three and two, um, they're you know that game last week against uh, the Cleveland, like that was. Who would have thought that game? I mean, I I bet the over on that game, but like that game was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Even though I bet the over, like I didn't think it was going to be that good. It was just like, man, like this is very impressive. Um, uh, any cheap wide receivers that uh, you're liking? T Higgins. T Higgins, yep. I can see that. Um, T Higgins at fifty three hundred. That's a that's a good price for him, and he had a decent amount of targets too. Last week, seven for his. Think, that was I his first I, game back, right? Yeah. I think all three Bengal wide receivers are in good spots. 
So with that said, who would you rather roster out of all three of them? Uh can I have can I have all three? <laughs> no, I'd probably, unfortunately, I'd probably take Chase. Man, Chase is really priced up at sixty seven hundred. I think he's warranted. I mean, yeah, I mean, would you take? Let me see. Would you take? Be honest. I mean, some of these guys still seem too cheap. Like Ceedee Lamb still seems too cheap at sixty five hundred. I mean, Chase is at 67, but yet I think he should be in the sevens because he is eating. So if you think Chase should be in the sevens against the Detroit matchup, which is like, so the only thing that I'm afraid about Detroit is it's a Joe Mixon game. Because Detroit's got a bad run defense. Yeah. What's the line on that game? Let's see. Three and a half over unders uh, dropped a couple points to 47 and a half right now. Um, yeah, that'll be my only fear of rostering uh, Chase this week is that it's a grindy game and, you know, he's not getting his double digits targets this week like he, like he did last week. Um, and maybe he's back in the flow of like, you know, whoever is open on the wide receiver core is going to eat. The more targets. Um, let's see here. Anyone cheap, cheap that we're liking right now? I'm going through the list right now. Um, Is Nico Hardman crazy for you? No, nah, I mean, maybe a little crazy. I don't know. Like it. That seems more like a GPP play because, like, Hardman can just easily like dud it up for you and give you six points. Like he needs to be like, no, I in cash. I don't know if I could play him like three targets Four. he's got three games that are four or less targets. Like he's only got one game with four targets and then three and three. Um, and the four target game, he got over 12 shoot. Even the eight target game, he caught five passes and he only got 12.5 points. Like he just seems very touchdown dependent to be worth it. Um, Cedric Wilson, maybe down here against the Giants, even what though about, it's. What about Nelson Aguilar? Where is he? So I think I he's like more grand. Oh, there he is. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Aguilar could be a good pick. Um, the only my only issue with him is he's not getting consistent targets like uh Myers is on that team. Oh yeah, Jacoby Myers. Get yeah, we love your three talk, we love your three yards per catch. He ended up getting five targets last week against Houston, but I think against Houston, it just wasn't wasn't a wide receiver game. Um, I mean, he had 12 against Tampa Bay, 14 against New Orleans. They're playing Dallas, so they're, they're probably going to air the ball out more. Maybe Jacoby Myers might be the play. Yeah, maybe Myers. So, uh, anyone else down here that we're liking? Um, Pascal, maybe. Mm. Just because, like, 
Yeah, that's probably that's pretty much touchdown dependent though. He's only getting like five targets on average. Yeah, so um, now we get to you now we get to your favorite position and uh <laughs> is this a is this a week where uh, we eat Travis Kelsey at tight end? Why not? If he plays and he's everything's healthy with him, um, this is the cheapest we're getting Travis Kelsey. Um, the fact that he's at 7K seems like a disgrace. Um, but, I mean, I guess he's not really lighting the world on fire. But the problem, the problem with rostering Kelsey is the fact that if Hill's going to eat again against a weak secondary in Washington – you know, you know, Kelsey may only get like seven targets, eight targets, which is still good for a tight end. But it's like, why pay up for him when you know you can pay down at forty eight hundred for Fant, or maybe not Schultz, um, Hawkinson, even though it's not a quote unquote great matchup. Even Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews at fifty two hundred, like you, you save eighteen hundred bucks and you get, a, you know, Mark Andrews got an uptick against Indianapolis. And his targets by a mile. Um, 13 targets last week, 44 points, two touchdowns. Like, that's crazy. I'd, it almost feels like you're chasing the points with Andrews with that one random game. But, I mean, like, he – I don't know. Like, what do you think about tight ends? Uh, I, th- I think you either got two options. You either pay all the way up for Kelsey or pay all the way down. I don't think you're paying the middle. This week, I think you either pay for Kelsey or pay for Evan Ingram or Ricky Seals-Jones. What about your boy Cook? Oh, God. Maybe Cook, but he'd be, he'd be in that 3K group. Little mid-3K, but... Yeah, he's at 3,200. He hasn't been too impressive this year. Like, he only had one really good game, so... Jones Seals Jones is priced up to three thousand. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe this is just a game where you just put in Seals Jones and you just go for it again. You just run it back and just, you know, he's going to get his targets against KC. Like, it's either going to be a back and forth game, or it's 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 either a back and forth game or it's going to be a lot of garbage time from Washington. And Jones could easily just like get his targets and get his catches where. His price tag still pays off. Like he got nine and a half points last week. Nine and a half points at three K is still decent. You de- you definitely not scoffing when you're paying that much for a player on your roster. I would um, say Robert Tonyan is intriguing to me if he gets, especially if he gets more targets in the red zone. But I'm not sure he's catch viable. No, I I definitely don't like Tonyan in cash because. I would like if I want anyone on the Green Bay team, it'll be Rodgers or Adams. Yeah. Then Jones. It'll be Adams, Rodgers, Jones in that order. Absolutely. On, maybe like if I could punt Cobb off, maybe, but that's I, I think I would want to play Cobb over um Tanyan as well, realistically. Um and Cash. And I'm I'm not happy about rostering Cobb. So I mean that that tells you where I feel about. Tanyan. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe Higby is a good play. Doesn't seem like a good spot being that big of a favorite. I don't know. Um, this, I don't know. Small Anderson intrigue you? Or see more GPP play? 
Who does? Oh, more, small can. I think Mark Andrews more a GPP play than anything. Yeah, like I said, like it seems like he, I'm chasing the points if I roster him this week again. But this is a game where they're probably going to need him again. Um, which I mean, I don't know if they really needed him against Indianapolis, but I mean, he did help get them the 31 points. Um, I don't know. Against Chargers, like this could just be an all-out brawl where this is just a super high-scoring game. What's the over/under on this game? I mean, he is coming off a left one and a half for one forty-seven so. and two touchdowns. I mean, he's got an at least seven targets his last three games. Yeah, I mean, it still seems reasonable. So the crazy thing is, in the KC game, he was five for five. But you would think that he would be targeted more in that game than anyone else. But that I think that was the Browns, uh, Marquise Brown game. Um, I don't know, like Andrews, like I said, it feels like you're chasing the points, but this also seems like a good game where he should be getting his targets. Like even if he gets eight targets, I mean, you could be happy with that. Could he go full to 60 in a touchdown? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, if he gets – 60 on four catches and touchdown. I mean, that's what six, 10, 60 point. No, 16 points. I mean, 16 points like on your lineup is always good. Um, do you want 20? Sure. But I mean, like at tight end position, it's already a high variance position, anyways, where you just, you know, we're talking about playing Seals Jones and ho- hoping he gets 12 points. So I mean, like. <laughs> If you could pay up to Andrews, I, I would say Andrews and Kelsey would be my high-end guys that I would target. If not, maybe Fant. But I, I'm more than happy to, like, punt this position off again and put in uh, Seals-Jones and just see what happens. Um, and now we head to uh, defense. So what are you thinking on the defense? Let me scroll all the way to the bottom and let's see. Off the grip, I don't like any of the low price guys. Yeah, I don't either. Maybe you know what defense intrigues me about Arizona. Yeah, but Cleveland doesn't really turn over the ball much. Like they they're a run first team. Like they're just like old school pound the football with their two good running backs. Like I I don't know if I could play uh a defense against uh, the Browns this, this year. Not yet, anyways, until they – unless, like, Hunt or Chubbs gets injured and they're f- sort of forced to throw more, which I did see that both Chubbs and – or Chubb and uh, – what do you call it? Uh, Hunt both had a um, questionable tag on them. Like, Hunt didn't practice. So, I mean, that, that could be a thing if one of these running backs do not start. Um, I would probably play Arizona and play uh, – the other running back. Wow, neither one of them practiced today. Wow. May, I mean, hey, that could be a thing where just Cardinals defense. Like, if, if both those guys do not start, Carl, like, Cardinals defense would probably be the chalkiest defense ever. <laughs> do you think so? Yeah. Yeah, like, so if I don't count the Cardinals defense, I sort of like Chiefs defense, but – with how that secondary has been playing, like, I don't know if I would feel comfortable rostering them. Um, 
this is a tough, tough week for defenses. Like Texans against Indy, maybe. Uh, I thought about it, but I'm like, I'm like, I did the same thing with the Lions a couple of weeks ago, and the. Uh, I mean, the Lions, the Lions got seven points against Baltimore. No, I mean against the Bears. Yeah, no, no, but I'm saying like if the Lions can get seven points against Baltimore, the Chargers. Defense against Baltimore might not be a bad play. You know what? I think I'd rather take my chance with Colson Wins that he throws a couple picks. Who's it? Oh, no. Do you just play Washington's defense and just hope no, they no, perform like no, Chargers' defense? No, 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 no. I mean, the, so what's going on in Washington? Like, are they just not a good defense this year? I I can't explain. Well, they're playing really good offenses for one. Because the Chargers got 10 points against the Chiefs. So how good is Washington's defense compared to the Chargers? Uh not great in the back end. So they got minus three points against Cleveland because they only got one sack. They got four sacks against Las Vegas. I'm looking at the Chargers thing. Two interceptions. Hmm. Yeah, th- this is this is kind of tough down here. Like, I don't know. I guess I, I would maybe play Chargers defense if I'm punting. I don't know. Maybe this is just a week that you just pay up. And you play like Indy. Oh man, I don't even know what defense you play this week. Indy's defense, yeah. Maybe Dallas? the Bengals. Nah, I don't like. Are the Patriots really that bad on defense? No, I'm just looking at the Cowboys making plays every single week. I mean, yeah, the Dallas defense is a lot better than um, they have been. So, yeah, maybe that's what it is. You use roster uh, Cowboys defense. Like, they've given up the 26 most – yeah. At 3,200 and given up the 28th most points. Uh, New England's given up the 28th most points to defenses, fancy-wise. Like, maybe the pricing here is just not – showing and like how good the Cowboys defense is because the Bengals are above them against Detroit. Uh, the Colts are against them against Houston. That could be like Colts and Cowboys, I think is where I, the two teams that I like on defense, maybe Denver because John Gruden's out of Vegas now. So I, I think I would probably stay away from every player, everything that's Raiders associated, except unless it's on the other side of the ball. I really hope this isn't like a a blowout game where like the Raiders, you know, oh, we're still here, like all because John Gruden's out type of game and they blow out my Broncos. Um, I don't know, like Denver's defense might be interesting, but at that price point at 3,900, I would just rather play Cowboys defense at 32. Like you're saving some money on what seems to be a top five defense this year. Mm-hmm. Maybe not top five, but top ten. Definitely 
one of the better defenses this year. Um, so here's a question I'm going to hit you with. So because we have a London game, we, we only have, what, 11 games on the slate instead of 12. And I think bye weeks are coming in soon. Yeah, no? couple bye weeks. Couple... Yeah. So this only gives us four, or I'm sorry, three four o'clock games where we're used to four. Out of the four o'clock games, never mind. I just saw which one we're going to target. But out of the four o'clock games, which ones are you going to have the most pieces of? Uh, probably Arizona, Cleveland. Okay. I was thinking it, it could have been Dallas. Um, you know, this that could be been, Ezekiel Elliott game. I, I left the low-hanging fruit for you. Yeah, okay. Um, the, the funny thing is, as soon as I saw Arizona's won the 4 o'clock games, I already, that's when I said, like, oh, I already see which one you're going to pick. I knew you were going to pick the Arizona game. Um, I mean, honestly, if Chubb and Hunt are out, like, the Arizona game could be really – really juicy or at least on the Arizona side of the ball the over under dropped from 53 to 49 and a half but the Browns are still favored by three which is kind of crazy um I may start putting in my Arizona plus three bets coming up um I like Dallas and that over under is up to 52 holy moly that is wild. The line opened up at 47 and a half, and now it's all the way up to 52. That's a big jump. So you're not liking Denver Las Vegas game? Just a, a complete like dumpster fire of a of a game. Maybe, maybe depending on maybe with Jacobs, but uh that might be one where I look at projections a little more later in the week. I don't think Jacobs is going to be a, a good thing. Like, Denver's got a good run defense. Like, may, maybe they run more Jacobs games because – well, the offensive court – who's calling the plays for Las Vegas? Was it Gruden? I don't know. <laughs> that would be something to look into because if they have the same offensive play caller, then um, I don't know if I would roster Jacobs. If it's a different one now. Like maybe this could be a, a Josh Jacobs week where he, you know he catches like five six balls from the backfield. Um, so, is there anything else that you could think of? Uh, I can't really think of much right now. I'm just I'm just pulling over the data and uh, hopefully uh, it works out all way and we uh, hit the jackpot this weekend. I know. Hopefully we have another uh, week where we just crush cash games. And it's like after the one o'clock games, it's just like, all right, I'm not even, you know, I'm not sweating cash games this week during the four o'clock games. That, that was a good feeling. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Be honest, looking at my one o'clock slate, I'm thinking I could go to bed now. I know, right? Um, not not literally, but figuratively. No, no. Yeah, yeah. You could just mentally check out of your you can sweat some GPPs or something like that. Um, so is there anything else? Um, I felt like there was another question, but this is kind of a weird Sunday with bye weeks. Yeah. Is Philly, week. is Philly not on the slate this week? Uh, they Philly playing week? the mall. That's right. They're playing Tampa Bay. Oh, 
okay so that's a question for you um for wide receivers you played antonio brown last week if all three wide receivers and we'll just say they're playing against a matchup where you know the average matchup so they're like three to six point favorites um that's a pretty big scale but just work with me if all three wide receivers are priced the same who are you playing i've got a question Who's the uh, number one corner on the other team? It's okay. Would you say it's it's an easy matchup where like they're just gonna like? Would you say it's a ten point favorite? Then they're a ten point favorite. The other team has like they're playing against Jacksonville. Okay, oh, like I probably all, think- all three I- wide receivers are the same price. Who are you picking for a cash game? AB. You're picking Antonio Brown. Yes. That's pretty interesting because, like, I, I think most people will probably pick Godwin, if anything. Because AB is more of a big play threat. Godwin will just get you 10 yards here, 8 yards here, 12 yards here. I like, yeah, like, I like in, AB's in, big play ability. In, in a bubble, AB is probably the better wide receiver. So I, I would probably I, I don't fault your answer. I, I think I think all three answers are definitely not wrong, if that makes sense. Um, Mike Evans, just because he's Mike Evans and he could have the, the problem is like one of like one of them could easily just see like two targets and it's just like all right. Um, and I feel the, like Mike Evans could go one for 15, but that 15's a touchdown. It, it could be like he could be like, is he lined up in the slot? No, Evans is outside. Evans is outside too. Okay. Oh, Antonio Brown's probably lined up slot then, right? Because like he Godwin slot. Godwin slot? Hmm. It's kind of funny because weren't both of them on the outside uh, with Winston? Yeah, that's kind of, I would have thought Antonio Brown was slot because he has more of the playmaker, like, Cooper Cup, like, oh, I make a couple people miss, and now I'm going to the, you know, taking it to the house. Yeah, but Cup's a perfect slot receiver with his quickness. He's not going to run by you, but he's got that cat-like quickness. That's fair. That is fair. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, thanks. let's go ahead and wrap it up. Thanks for hopping on, and uh, we'll see you. And uh, uh, you've got your fake pigskin order coming out later, and. Uh, which uh, all cash games well this week and see you back next week. I appreciate it.